Welcome to the Building Management Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Everyone and everything has a holiday. Donuts, Star Wars, potted houseplants, middle siblings, they all have a holiday. In B2B, engineers and chemists, pilots, retail employees, they all have a holiday. This got our guest today thinking, why isn't there a holiday for industrial water treatment professionals? And why stop at a day when you could go for a whole week? On today's episode of the Building Management Podcast, we sat down with James McDonald, Technology Marketing Manager for ChemAqua, who's now the founder of Industrial Water Week. The week celebrates professionals within the industry, but more than that, it provides three key points, education, community, and careers. We chat about the inception of Industrial Water Week, the tangible changes McDonald hopes to bring with the holiday, and why it's reflective of challenges needing to be solved for industrial water treatment professionals. James, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Daniel. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for joining us in the studio. I'm excited to dive into something we have never spoken about on the podcast, and that's because it hasn't existed until this year, which is Industrial Water Week. Exactly. Yes, I am very jazzed about diving into this. Mm-hmm. Pun sort of intended there, right? <laughs> Although I don't think you want to dive into untreated water. Yeah, no, you would yeah, not. Pro- but, probably not. <laughs> but I'll take all the puns you want to throw at me. So. Perfect, perfect. So let's start with a brief history of Industrial Water Week in general. Why did you decide that this was something that needed to be founded? And what sort of led you to that moment of, hey, I'm going to just take the initiative and put something together like this for my community? Right. Well, I, um, by trade, I'm a chemical engineer, and and I, I work at, as an industrial water um, professional, and we deal with industry, whether it be a manufacturer, a commercial industry, or what have you, but we deal with water for them. And unfortunately, no one knows what we do. Our wives have no idea. Our husbands have no idea what we do. They, th- they think we deal with pools. Our, our, our friends have no idea. Even our customers know they need us, but they don't always understand what, what we do. And so there's, there's an awareness factor there we, we need to build. Another item as well is our, our community as, as, as a profession is, is aging. We have a, a lot of folks retiring, and we need fresh blood. We need fresh people who have an interest in this industry. And unfortunately, the only way you get into this industry is if you fall into it or you're born into it. And I happen to fall into it. And so we, we, we need fresh faces. We need people with passion in this industry as well. So th- those were, were two big items I was thinking of when I was thinking, how do we, how do we, we communicate wh- what we do? How can we share better what, what yeah. we do? So I was looking around, you know, and there, there's Donut Day as a holiday. Delicious. Yes, exactly. There, there is Star Wars Day. My favorite. On May the 4th. May the 4th which, be with you. Which is coincidental, coincidentally also No Pants Day. Okay. Which I don't know if there's a connection or not. Yeah, but. <laughs> I probably won't ever combine the no, two, no, but we'll no, see. No, no, no. <laughs> there's a Potted Plant Day. Okay. There's there's Very a green. middle sibling day. There's there's a chemistry I think week. There is a a world water day, which okay. is I think May twenty second. But that's that's all the water, not just industrial water. And so we we didn't have our own holiday there. There's even an engineering week. So I was like, you know, the since since the dawn of time, we've apparently missed out on the opportunity of having an industrial water something. Right. 
So I, I, I host a group on LinkedIn. It's called Industrial Water Treatment. I have over 13,000 members in 143 countries. And so I asked them, you know, are there holidays for, for industrial water treatment? And none of those members um, came up for the holiday. One guy said we, we, we should celebrate it every day. Hmm. That seemed a little, a little too often right. <laughs> to me. And, but we, we spent our entire career, you know, five days a week, more than eight hours a day doing this. So one day didn't seem long enough. So I was like, well, how about a week? And not only a week, how about a week of themed days as well? So we, uh, we have um, pre-treatment Monday, boiler Tuesday, cooling Wednesday, wastewater Thursday, and careers Friday. And I ended with careers Friday as, as a wrap-up because what I'm hoping when people celebrate this holiday, because this, th- well, this is not my holiday. It's not my, my parent company's holiday. It's not any company or trade group's holiday at all because I was thinking who should start a holiday like this. If it comes from a company, if it comes from a trade group, their competitors aren't going to want to celebrate this holiday. For, for, for it to be truly an international holiday, it must start from an individual. And I was like, why not me? You know, I have that 13,000 member audience on my group. I have my, my 16,000 connections on LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I'm a published author. You know, you, you Google things for water and odds are at some point you'll find my name there. So I, I, have, the, I have the name out there within my industry and, and the recognition of where maybe if someone were to do it, why not me? So I, I, I pushed it out there, and we'll, we'll see what, what happens with it. But I'm really hoping when people celebrate it that they, they um, number one, start on social media and that they tag their pictures, their selfies, whatever, with hashtag Industrial Water Week so that by the time we get to the end of the week, someone who's interested in the career in this can then, then either search for or click on those hashtags, and all of a sudden they have this glorious picture of what it means to be within our profession of industrial water treatment. Amazing. And if you had to sum that up, what do you think it does mean to be in the profession of industrial water treatment? That's kind of a loaded question. It is. To you, you know, what makes you so passionate about it that you wanted to create this holiday for the entire industry? I'm passionate about it on many levels. One one is that um, it, it... it is something that's needed within industry and our world of the 330 million cubic miles of water we have on this planet. Only about two and a half million cubic miles of that is fresh water from lakes and rivers that we all walking around this planet used to live. And, 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 and from that, of all the water which is withdrawn, 19% of that is industrial water. And so we, we have a, an environmental message of helping manage properly that 19% across the globe um, that we, we, we can manage with the science and technology and ideas we have. So there, there's that driving me as well. The other thing is it is certainly a good way to earn a living to feed your family and to feed yourself. And, and I, th- I think um, of all the industries out there, it's, it, it is a, a solid industry to be in because while we are not recession-proof, it is a recession-insulated industry so that regardless of the ups and downs in the stock market, if, if these manufacturers, the, these plants, and these in- entities want to stay open, they need water. And they need water treatment to help them manage this Right, this and that's well. not really going to change anytime soon. Not going to change. No. Right. Probably not ever. Not. Yeah, right. probably ever. Yeah. So I think creating something like Industrial Water Week really hits on, I think, three main points. You have the education side of it. You have the community side of it, and then you have the career side of it. So I think all three of those 
are really important and they all come from a different place, I think. So I'd like to dive into each one. So let's start with the education side of it. So why do you think it's so important to educate the public on what people within industrial water treatment do? Mm-hmm. I think it's important. So, so, so number one, the public who work in industry understand the importance of what we do and the fact that we are saving them money and we're, and we're, we're minimizing their impact upon the environment within this field. And we, we save them money by, by managing corrosion, by managing scale, by, by managing the amount of water they use, and, by, and all that's all tied to energy as well. But bottom line are the dollar signs. And so we, we, we save them m- money with that. So education on their side and, and community outreach on their side, I think that's I- important for us. Yeah. That's key, yes. And then, and then on the flip side, I'm hoping the other educational aspect of this is that Industrial Water Week will inspire our own members within our community to learn something new. And having the theme days give, give, gives them you know, um, a focus for those days as well. So I'm hoping they, they use this as, as an excuse to learn internally as well. Right. And... I mean, I think it's a profession that often doesn't get the spotlight, and at the same time, it's so essential to to business operations, to just healthy operation in general, right? And so if that community isn't being represented, I think you could have – I'm sure there are days where it's like – the employees that are going to work every day and doing this really important work feel like, well, no one knows what I'm doing. Even the people that we're selling our services to have no idea what we're doing. And, and that can be frustrating. Yes. And and, and and that's why communities are so important. Um, that's why our, our, our trade groups are so important because all, all of us practitioners come there to meet and we're with our own brethren. And we, we, we could talk about this. My industrial water treatment group um, I swear there are people out there who wait for my next question of the day. I do, I do a question of the day yeah. most days, and I've done. I just reached my one thousandth question of the day. Never asking the same question twice because I track them all in Excel. You know, nice. I'm an engineer, so of, of course, course I'm going to do that. <laughs> and so, but 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 our job can be a lone ranger type of, of job because we're out there on our own. The home office may be in, in, in Irving, Texas, or right here where, where we are, but we have guys across the country. And so you're, you're managing your own little business at that point. So having a community could come together and giving them a reason to think about these things together. Very important. Definitely. And I mean, like you said, it sounds like your LinkedIn group is one of few spots where people in this community can come together and get content that is directed towards them and for them and represents what they do on a daily basis. And that's so important, I think, you know, having that community where you can interact with people that do the same thing that you do. I mean, that's why forums are so important. That's why Reddit and Reddit threads are so important that people can subscribe to content they want to see. So why do you think it's important on the social and sort of engagement side of things for people within the industry to be connected. I mean, I'm sure there is a, I mean, there's social gratification there, but there's also, I think, an innovation side of it too. There is, yes. There, there is. Um, there, there, there are, like you said, very few forums. And so my, my forum is very public, but also there are other trade organizations like the Association of Water Technologies or the International Water Conference or the Cooling Te- Technologies Institute, or there's even a podcast out there. There's a Scaling Up um, podcast that, that a, friend, a friend, friend of mine does. All these are ways that we can connect as a community and ask questions, but they allow us to ask questions that, that maybe we can't ask other people around us with, within our community. We can learn other methods 
about things. We can learn about other tests. We can learn learn about other other technologies. We can float ideas and get them shot down or not shot down at the same same time because the folks aren't shy. The, 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 these guys in our industry are into sales as well, so m- most of them are not shy about expressing their opinion. Right. And, you know, I think that sort of communication can lead to problem solving as well on a really active basis. I mean, I know this isn't quite exactly what you and your industry do, but I mean, for example, I read in the news uh, yesterday that in Detroit, they turned off water to the public schools because there were high levels of copper in the water. And that's because of old infrastructure that hasn't been updated and they have a lack of funds. And so it got me thinking, you know, what if there was a community around the people, a really active social community around the people that go in and fix that plumbing, right? The, the building managers, the facility operators that could come together as a voice and encourage right, uh, local municipalities, um, state governments to give these schools the funding, right? Because yeah. the water is important. And I think that is sort of what something like Industrial Water Week can do is unite people in a social way that they can then bounce ideas off of each other and be like, oh, you noticed that problem too? So did I. Let's come together. We're passionate about this and make a change happen. Absolutely. And, and the word the word active is, is key to that as well because I found with, with, with my community, I, I, I um, moderate that the key to a, a, a successful community is being persistent and, and continuously adding content and continuously keeping it active and moving forward. Definitely. So I have the, the Industrial Water Week community I do on LinkedIn. Also, there's there's the Water Network as well, and they have an Industrial Water Treatment and Reuse group I also moderate um, too. So um, there's there, there are communities I'm trying to keep active out there, but, but I'm just one person, but there are other people. Right, yeah. No, it's got to be a team effort, right? Um, one person isn't going to be able to institute a – a national holiday, right? Mm-hmm. But it can yes. take one person like yourself to be the catalyst. It takes a spark. It yes. takes a spark, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So the other side of this we haven't hit on too deep yet is the careers side of it. You did mention it earlier, but there is a retirement wave coming through. There really is, yes. Pun, pun also slightly intended yes, there. Right? Yes, I love the puns. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there is that um, trend that People are starting to retire in this industry now. Either they're coming up on it or some of the some of the best people within industrial water treatment are leaving. And there isn't a lot of career education on, hey, you got to join this career because it pays well. We're passionate about it. Look at all the great social environmental change you can make. And yeah, that is lacking. So how do you feel like Industrial Water Week will help push career education? And why is it so important to have people that are passionate about what they're doing in industrial water treatment? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that as, as people across the world make this holiday their own holiday, they, they will use this as, as an excuse to go out and speak to their schools and, and, and universities yeah. and, and family even about it too. You know, I've, I've, I've done several um, talks at, at colleges and, 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 and universities about what we're doing. And there, there's just a wide range of, of jobs you can have with, within this career. You 
You don't have to be the guy out in the field every day. You can be the guy designing the equipment they have. There's a wide range. You don't have to be an engineer. You don't have to be a chemist. You don't have to be a, a microbiologist either. There's so many things you can you can do with within this this industry. So I'm hoping they use this as as an excuse as well. I'm hoping the the various um, trade groups do too, because the Association of Water Technologies at, at www.awt.org um, they they have a, a STEM outreach program, and so there are efforts being made. But, but hopefully together, you know, we can we can, I can give an excuse for them to reach out to schools for this holiday. And this holiday is not mine. I'm hoping that that eventually my name dissolves away into into to the history books, right. and that you know it becomes everyone's holiday. Because I don't want want it to be about me and my personality and my personal brand or anything like that. That um, eventually I become more forgotten, and it just comes something we do within the industry, just because everyone's always done it that way. Right. And, you know, on this topic of careers, I think that, you know, part of the issue that affects industrial water treatment is also just this national issue of labor shortages, right? And I think that the fact that there isn't a lot of education around career choices within industrial water treatment makes everyone think that, right, it is only hard labor, like that it is just a labor trade. And therefore, you know, since there is a labor shortage, people aren't going into those kind of jobs as frequently, um, then industrial water treatment is affected. But like you said, there are so many options beyond just operating the facilities that could be perfect for someone with a creative mindset. Like you said, designing a lot of the infrastructure, designing, um, you know, the way the like doing the, the chemical treatment, you know, someone with that creative scientific mind might want to get into it. But that conversation isn't being had right now. So you're, you're, you're right, because the, the funnest part of our job is when we go in there and they see us as a member of, of their team. Yeah. Not just some, someone in there who's kicking drums and whatever else and, and doing, doing the pinks and blues, we call them, the tests we do yeah. in there as well. But someone who's in there and the scene is a member of the team. We learn their process. We learn the, their, their uses. And really, being an industrial water treatment professional can oftentimes be like, what's the show, um, How It's Made? Almost be yeah. like being in an episode of How It's Made every single day because you get to see some some of the coolest processes out there. You you get to go behind the scenes. When, when you go in, 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 into the penthouse of a building, it's, it's not the mansion on top of a building you usually expect it to be. Right. It's, it's a mechanical room <laughs> yeah. in there. You, you get to go behind the scenes at museums and in and, and a Disneyland, you know, and, and, and things like that. You get to learn how the things are made. One of the most fascinating processes I've, I've seen out there was insulation, how that's made. And there I was standing up like on the third or fourth floor, and this molten glass was pouring through this tiny little tube above my head in this like laser-like stream, orange stream coming down. It was beautiful That's coming so cool. down. And it would it would land, it was flowing down by gravity, and it would land in what looked like a cake pan. Yeah. And this cake pan was was rotating at hundreds of RPM, and the sides of this cake pan had these itty-bitty holes in it. So this molten glass was being spun out through these holes, making this cobweb-like fiberglass, or, wow. you know, uh, uh, insulation. And, th- and then as, as soon as it got past there, this tremendous amount of air was being sucked down and it was cooling it at the same time. And they were spraying it with it, with these binders. And then then it landed on this conveyor belt that, that was porous so air could flow through it. So the, the insulation would build up on the, on, on the conveyor belt. And right. it wasn't just the the um, the glass that, that they had to know about, but because the binders were these organic molecules and sugars, they also had to worry about cooking chemistry as well because the heat was 
was cooking it. And then with all of this, there was a water side of it. So you get to learn all of this, and, and then you learn how water impacts this to cool things down in the wastewater it takes to, to make this happen. And in, th in this instance, the wastewater in all these pits had such a microbiological issue that the entire plant stank. It was a horrible, mm. horrible smell. <laughs> so, and, and the byproducts were acidic, and the water was pH was dropping in the water, and it, it, it was causing corrosion issues. And so you got to come in there and discover what was causing this, come up with, with a solution, and then see how that solution actually removed the smell from this plant, raise the pH to, to, um, um, and, um, to inhibit corrosion, and et cetera. So you got not only to dive in to a How It's Made episode, but you got to understand how what you do relates to it and come up with with a solution. Right. And I find that beautiful and very creative as, yeah. as well. No, I mean, just the way you described it, had me hooked. Yeah, so yeah, there you I'd go. Like, <laughs> like being able to be a part of a process like that on a daily basis and encouraging the people that do that to see it in a creative and beautiful way is empowering. But then also communicating that to the rest of the public. Like, look what these people are doing. Look how great it is. That's look the hard part. how beautiful it is. And that, that, I agree. That is the hard that part. That is the hard part because in engineers by, by um, typically are not writers. And a lot of these these guys are very good speakers, but but speaking and writing are two, are two, are two different things. Yeah. And then then finding the time and the venue to to, to put this in uh, is, is another issue. So you know I, I'm kind of a unique engineer in that I love writing and I love finding ways to go and communicate what I know. I love sharing what I know with folks. So I have found the, these various venues are doing this, and hopefully Industrial Water Week is another venue where we we can share this together. And even if you're not the best writer. You know, write what you know, and even if you don't want to write, a picture's worth a thousand words. So that's where I'm hoping that, that the power of social media and pictures and hashtagging with Industrial Water Week is going to pay off in the end. Yeah, agreed. I mean, just that community aspect, I think, is going to be very special. And I'm excited to see what happens with Industrial Water Week. It's around the corner October 1st through 5th? 1st through 5th, exactly. Okay. The first full week of, of October every year. Is the Wonderful. Plan. And what was the decision behind that time frame? I was I was looking at well number one I came up with this plan in January so I wanted to give folks plenty of time right. to, to to think about it and um, because there's such such a wide range with, within our field of equipment and things you deal with boilers and cooling towers and wastewater I wanted a time period where all of that would be fresh in various pe people's minds and so the October time frame fallish time frame is right right where in much of the world when you have seasons in the, in the part of the world things are changing and so you're moving over for, for, for from perhaps cooling to boilers or vice versa if you're, if you're in the southern hemisphere so it's a time where all of what we deal with is hopefully in someone's mind yeah great I mean perfect timing yeah that's essential well Let's end this podcast on sort of a forecast note. Uh, what do you hope to really get out of this first Industrial Water Week? Um, and what kind of content do you hope that the professionals in the industry share? Yep. Well, I do know this uh, that this is the first one, and so a lot of folks are going to go and, and feel it out, you know, to see what it is and to see if this if this is just some some company trying trying to make up a holiday right. or, or not to see, you know, if it's biased or not or what have you. But what I'm hoping is that as they witness this first one and they see their colleagues across the world sharing 
what what they know, either writing articles or just writing a blurb about what they did that day and posting pictures and hashtagging and all of that, hoping that that they see the community that's shared there. I'm hoping they, they see the power of, of, of Careers Friday as well in, in enticing people to go into, into our industry and hoping that after this first year, um, we we see in the second year more trade organizations, more 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 publications getting on board as well. Amazing. Well, it's uh, it's an exciting future for industrial water, and uh, it's been great chatting with you and feeling the passion from you is it's exciting. It's getting me excited about it. And I'm definitely going to be tuning into that hashtag because there we go. I want to see what kind of passion the rest of the professionals in the industry share. Yes, yeah. and it's there. I know it's there. It's there. It's just yes. giving them a platform, platform. to express it. Exactly. I, I, I look forward to it as well. Yeah. I'm so well, excited. thank you so much for coming on the podcast and giving us this look at Industrial Water Week, and I'm excited to see how it takes off. Yes, thank you. Me too. Yeah, and thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. Mm-hmm.